The opinions stated on this podcast do not represent the opinions of the Alestal as a whole. After Hours, I'm your host, like always, since eight weeks ago, Lifestyles Editor Gabe Brady. This week, I have two guests. Hi, I'm Francesca Boston. I'm one of the reporters on staff. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and I'm also one of the reporters. Right, yeah. Uh, Caitlin, this is your first time on the show. Francesca, is this your second or third? Third? Third, third. Okay. I don't know. Quite a few times. <laughs> a, f- a few times, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've been, yeah, just kind of looping back on the staff with the guests uh also we're back in the studio this week as you can tell by the fact that the audio quality has increased and also there's three of us uh last week with the convention i just did a little news bite uh recorded on my phone sent that in but uh this week we've got a full episode um and with this new episode we've got some cold weather it is it's like 50 something it's like 54 it's freezing walked outside today and i was like this is too cold don't like this (laughs) yeah i I kind of love it, though. I'm going to be honest. I, lo- I love the wintry weather. Okay. I like cold. Mm-hmm. I like when it gets cold slowly, not when it goes from 74 to 54 in a day. <laughs> I, I agree, but also it's it's the middle of October. It should be 50. It should be that cold already. You're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> the weather doesn't know what it's doing because it's like in the morning, it's really either really cold or really warm. And then it goes to the afternoon and the temperature just either just skyrockets or yeah. just goes the complete opposite. That is, uh, are you both from like around here, yeah. roughly the Midwest? Yeah. I'm from Gillespie, uh, which is about 45 minutes away. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's close enough that I'd say the weather is still the same situation where like, like, you know, if you live in the south, it gets really hot. It doesn't really rain or snow that much. If you live up north more in like Chicago and New, New England over there, it like rains and snows a bunch. But if you're from around here, you're like, yeah, it's humid. That's the one constant. Yep. Yep. And then the other things just happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we got a few good stories this week. Well, we we always have good stories. That sounded mean. <laughs> should should mm. correct myself. I don't know. These stories are <laughs> where the, the These stories are great. We always have great stories. I, I texted Alex, our copy editor, on... You mean editor-in-chief? Editor-in-chief. That's what I meant. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Editor-in-chief, Alex. Pardons for that. Um... Like on like Tuesday night when we were doing all of our editing, and I was like, um, I need to buy every single one of our copy editors a coffee because my stories were rough this week. They go, that's okay, and I was like, no, and they're like, that's okay, and I'm like, no, <laughs> these were. So I'm glad they're in print now after several hours of editing, <laughs> but they're good this week. Mm-hmm. They're good. Yeah, this was definitely. Uh, I think the issue this week, at least, was um. Because last week with the convention, like I said, uh, we didn't print. We just did an online edition of the newspaper, just kind of put it on the website. And then this week, we went back to normal, put stuff on the website, also put stuff in print. Uh, but, but I think just that one week off was all it took for everyone to kind of like, whoa, I forgot what I was doing. Because <laughs> yeah. that happened to me, definitely. I was like, oh, man, I have to design. That's crazy. Yeah. I have to put stuff on a page. Yeah. So, yeah. Poor Dana and Nicole, though. I was like, oh my gosh, they're reading my stories. And uh, Dana, Nicole, and Elizabeth are copy editors. If you listen to our podcast, or I guess for any copy editors who listen to our podcast, like, 
Mad respect. That's that's important. Oh, you are my fave people at the moment because like, (laughs) (laughs) I would not be a reporter if I did not have copy editors. I feel kind of bad because I was the one who did the story on the Catherine Dunham house, and it was like I had never done it before. I had never. Mm -hmm. You're a very new. My first two weeks were. (laughs) It it's. The way that we, uh, this probably isn't a good advertisement for anyone listening who might want to work here, but the way we at the Elastal uh, get people <laughs> interested in the job, get them hired, is we, we have this great te- process where we just grab you and throw you in a bathtub full of ice. Yep. And then you either, like, get hypothermia and just die, <laughs> or you, like, get used to it. And you're like, all right, this is how work yeah. goes. Try uh, you did that. You are doing that. You did that eight weeks ago. Yeah. I did that a year and a half ago. It sucks. <laughs> It's, it's, once you get out of, like, the first two weeks, you're like, wow, that was so useful for, like, the rest of my time working here. Those two weeks, I was like, I'm either going to drop out of school or I'm going to quit my job. There is no in between mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. But once you, it is very stressful for while you're in it, but once you're out of it, you're like, okay, I got this now. Like, you're like, uh-huh. if I can write five stories my first week, like, I can write, I can write three stories in my, my ninth week. We 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 I realized this too a moment ago. We're all like three different distinct points that I think everyone who works here has, where it's like starting and you kind of freak out because you're like, wow, <laughs> what am I doing? What's going on? Did I write this right? I think I did. And then you turn it in and there's tons of comments and you're like, oh god, and it's just a mess. And then a few weeks later, you're like, half of the stories in this edition I wrote, and I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, nope, that is very uh, accurate. <laughs> funny, funny little anecdote that I love. Uh, our current managing editor slash news editor, Damian Morris, uh, him and Alex and I actually, we all got hired at the same time, and the previous editor-in-chief was like training us around the same computer, and then now we're like, you know, the three high editors. But the other thing, well, three of the editors. Uh, and then, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, before that, when me and Damian were just reporters as well as Alex, uh, there was a short period of time where Damian had to take off because he is in the armed forces. He was doing, you know, he was off on deployment. I think he's in the Coast Guard. But regardless, he was on deployment when him and I were uh, around the time that we had just gotten hired. Uh, and he rejoined the group chat after not being in it. And the first message he got was me being like, hey, guys, <laughs> I have about six stories this week. Does anyone want to take one? I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Goodness. That's... It was, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, and enough talk about the stress of starting here and dealing with all that, because I don't know, I don't know how much that actually helps either of you guys. It probably just makes you more nervous. My, my first one was like a personal opinion thing, and then they threw me right into... Oh, no, that's, a, that's exactly what happened. My first <laughs> one was supposed to be a sports one that I did with Brandon, our sports editor, um, but... We couldn't we couldn't get like our sources right, so he was like, okay, like I'll just fill it in with um something else, and I was like, okay, um. So then Emily was like, okay, then you can do a personal opinion, and that was the week before school started. So I started working here before I even started my freshman year, and then yeah. I worked, and then like that first Thursday of school, like the day I moved in, I got like three stories, and then the second Thursday they're like, you're our only reporter right now, you're gonna take five stories, and I was like, got it. I yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. It's good. the only time when I had like five or six stories as a reporter, that was because no one was paying attention to how many I had. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can. Yeah. I just repeated. And then eventually, and then I had five stories they assigned, but then someone was like, oh my God, this thing's happening this week. Who can do a brief? And I'm like, I can do a brief. Yeah. And I was like, wait, this is six stories. And then I 
had a nervous breakdown for the first time, and I was like, we're done, we're done. I'm not doing six, Not I'm doing three, maybe four. And then now I'm the one making people do that, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very glad for Andrew and our, mm-hmm. you as well. Andrew, Caitlin, yeah. Francesca, the, the only reporters nice. right now, frankly, you, you, you guys are pulling the weight. You guys are doing doing God's work out there, so keep with it. Yeah. I, pr- I promise it's worth it. Also, just shout out to you guys because when I started, it was the second semester of my freshman year. It was the it was the spring semester of my freshman year. I I cannot imagine starting here, bef- like before you even had college. Like just like oh, yeah. this is my first experience with college, and also I'm getting a job here. Yeah. Whenever I talk to my mom, she's like, "How are classes going?" I'm like, "They're good, but my work is like a lot." And she goes, "Like she was down the other weekend, and she's like, I have heard you talk about classes like twice, and everything else is work.'" And she's like, "Are you doing your classes?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm doing my classes. They just don't take as much brain power as interviewing 15 people a week." And I'm like, "I got this, mom." And she's like, "Why don't you switch to like journalism or something?" I'm like, "Cause I love my job now. I do not want to do this for the rest of my life." I'm like. <laughs> No, it's yeah, I do. That's that's why it's mm. the only reason I'm an editor. So I'm yeah. like, this is fun. I want to stick with this. But even me, someone who wanted it, want has wanted to do this since I started at college, I still was like, well, you crazy? Worked there my first semester as a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. guys are doing it though. So, yeah, man. All right, we, we we will now move into the actual stories. Yes. So, first thing on the agenda, what's going on in this computer screen where I look at the stories over here? Regardless. Uh, one of these I'm looking at is uh, Francesco wrote a story in news this week about therapy dog sessions on campus. Correct? Yes. So fun fact about this story, we actually had planned to do it, I think, like three editions, three weeks ago at this point. Um, but like things either kept getting canceled or I wasn't able to like go and do the therapy session. So it was Monday and normally I- stories are due n- Monday at 9 a.m. And it was like Monday at like 10. And I like. I like messaged Damien and I'm like hey like do you still want me to do the pause story and he's like yeah like if you can like get it in um so fun fact about this story it was it was a it was not on the (laughs) the budget for this week it was one that I I, like I I thought I thought I'd not seen it I was like I didn't know I thought that was a while ago yeah I guess it's now yeah yeah that's so I did that to myself as well I added a story on Monday the day things were due um but Oh, it was, it was, I love dogs so much. And so basically I love that my job is I get to go pay, I get to be paid to go sit and pet dogs and like not interview dogs, but take cute photos of dogs and interview people who are petting dogs. And so you're supposed to have like a 15 minute like thing. I was probably in there for like 30, 45. No one told me to leave. And if they had, I would have been like, oh, I'm doing my job right now. And like be that, that, um, I'm a reporter for the Alestal. Yeah. It's really, really nice sometimes. Like, you it, don't have to pay for tickets. You don't have to pay for tickets as an SIUE student anyway, but, like... <laughs> if, if you have a press pass... If you have a yeah, press pass, you get on the field. Mm-hmm. And this, this is one of those... Uh, th- there's some stories where it's, like, you know, they're they're very clearly, like, hey, like, we know you're working the newspaper, but, like, don't take advantage. Like, yeah. don't, you're, like, totally, like, I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to get the story. Don't worry, just here for interviews. But, like... That's something where it's like, oh, I really want to pet the dogs. That's so I'm going yeah. to. Yeah, no, that was, and I was like, I was like, I'm going to this event anyway. Like, I should probably do my story and like check that off my story list because yeah. I have a running story list of like stories that like will fall behind. Because for some reason, my stories always seem to be the one where the sources will never answer. <laughs> it happens. It's not um, to sweat about. No, it's really not. So long as you can be like, hey, this is the email. This is the thing I sent to them, and they didn't get back. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah. 
Um, no, but this, oh, this, this was the cutest. And these dogs were so cute. And they are all trained therapy dogs. And one of them was supposed to be a seeing eye dog. Um, but then decided like two weeks before he was supposed to graduate that like he didn't want to do that. And um, another student was asking, like, how do you know a dog doesn't want to be seeing eye dog? And he goes, he just stops doing his work. He just wants pets all the time and he doesn't want to, like, be in charge. Because, like, service dogs are in charge. Like, their owners rely on them to, like, make decisions. Therapy dogs are just there to, like, be Be petted and sleep. Um, And so that was really, that was just a really cute story of, like, this, like, he was, like, a 14-year-old, like, golden retriever who is just like i just want belly rubs i don't really want to be a seeing eye dog anymore and i was like me too dude <laughs> I was like, it was so cute mm-hmm. and the students in there seemed really happy and i was like talking to a couple of them and i didn't get permission to record which is why there's no student sources in here is because one i didn't get permission to record so i felt i would have felt rude putting their sources into the story without their permission mm-hmm. and two a lot of them were in there because like they were stressed out or they missed their own dogs and they weren't really wanting to be interviewed while they were trying to like relax because like for for me like writing like interviewing people is not a big deal anymore and like but for other people like being interviewed is a big deal and like that adds extra stress and I was like you know what like I'm going to stick with like the people in charge of this who are like providing this to students who need this service and I was like maybe I should have had one and I did try and reach out to students afterwards um but yeah. sources fall through sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's why there are no student sources in here, which is something I wanted to clarify. Is I didn't want to intrude on their stress relief time. No, you did uh, One thing I found out about the, I kind of want to say organization that supplies the therapy dogs, is they actually are meant f- more for, uh, like, PTSD and yeah, for soldiers. So and Yeah, that's... Uh, they actually train and, uh, like, basically give dogs to veterans yep. for free. And I found that out at uh, fa- the there was a family weekend event where it was, like, this LeClaire Park Fest or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were there, and they started talking to my dad and my stepmom. And uh, my dad was in the Army, and he had very bad PTSD and very bad issues like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So he would have really needed those. Yeah. But when he tried looking into getting one back then, it was like 20 grand. For it's all like of yeah, it. I wrote about that a little bit. I talked to um let me see what his name is real quick. Uh did it Lock. Um Hold on Nope, not Lock. That's Asia Lock. She's in charge of that. Um that's another thing about being a reporter is you write so many stories a week that they're like, they're major stories, but then like you interview so many people that your names get. Uh, Patrick Fer- Fer- Ferland. Ferland. Director of therapy yep, dogs. Yeah, director of therapy news. dogs. Um, he actually told me that they provide these dogs free at cost that normally are like $20,000. Um, and they are ma- they are mainly for veterans, but they also provide them to victims of like sexual assault who have PTSD, which I think is just a wonderful thing because like, People, a lot of people don't realize that people diagnosed with PTSD are not only veterans, they're people of domestic or sexual assault. And I just, I was just, I was just so happy to do the story. So that's a support your six, got your six support dogs, mm-hmm. got some um, recognition, recognition for what they've been doing. Yeah. Shout out to this organization. They're 
amazing and they are i believe a non-profit so they mm-hmm. yeah they are non-profit which mo- means that they still they pay their their people but most of the money goes towards the dogs yeah that's definitely <laughs> important and good i like i mean also like so i personally would not consider myself a dog person i think they're cute i like dogs i'm more of a cat person myself but then i look at the dogs uh you got his pictures with the story francesca and i'm like Nah, but maybe I am a little bit of a dog yeah. person sometimes. Uh, maybe I do like dogs a lot. They're <laughs> posing for them. I know. There's <laughs> this little picture. Uh, Bella, this one, yes. is posing. Is like looking at the camera. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I don't know which ones Damien used in print. I'm just looking on the website. There's all three of them on the website. I don't know if there was more There's on four on the on four in oh, print. Yeah. Man, yeah. They look so happy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Our... Either of you dog people or oh, super into dogs? 100%. Oh, I grew up with four dogs. I, oh, wow. I grew up on a farm. So I should clarify, my dogs are working dogs. I've uh, got two in the pasture, Great Pyrenees, who are guard dogs, guard, livestock guardians, um, which means that like they're 130 pounds of white fur. and But they are not. Like, they're not scary. They want pets as much yeah. as any other dog, but like they know they, they just, have a job to do. They know when something's not supposed to be on the farm, they're yeah. like, yeah, angry. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and then I have two border collies as well, and they are so cute. And I really, I miss them when I came, I miss them a lot when I came to college. Um, but yeah, what about you? Uh, I, uh, I had two dogs. One of them, there was an unfortunate accident. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, her name is Halo. And she is an Australian Shepherd and Lab mix, and she's she's a lot. Yeah. And um, like we, uh, first were a little bit concerned because she, we wanted her to kind of be able to guard us and, uh, especially at night. Right. Right. And uh, so we were a little nervous that she seemed so like. Okay and friendly yeah. with everyone. Uh, but one night, we found out that was not the case when it was really late and my dad walked into the house. And at the top of the stairs, Halo was standing there growling, teeth bared, ears up, tail between her legs. <laughs> her eyes were glowing. He said in that moment he had never felt more scared than he had oh. in his entire life. Until he said, you know... Hey, Halo. And then she calmed down and walked down the stairs. But he's like, yeah, I'm not worried anymore. That was scary. (laughs) Uh, I've never had a dog. My parents, not animal people. I'm not a dog person either. Like I said, uh, currently my only, like, pet in quotes is uh, the stray cat I feed named Toby. And he is orange. And he's just as thin as I am, if not thinner. Poor skinny guy. I don't know how he stays so thin. I feed that cat so he eats so much, but he's still so thin. Regardless, uh, he, he's my sister's boyfriend, Will. That's exactly how he's he super is. Super thin, and you don't know how he's yeah. Uh, and then, but as for dogs, uh, my girlfriend has a corgi named Gatsby, Aww. and it's like I. He's a very ang- he's not angry, but like if you enter the house at all, he's like, because uh, because she's done. She's not done research, but she, she she saw somewhere, which I guess is research. So she did research. <laughs> uh, and basically, like, corgis or whatever kind of dog Gatsby is specifically, what type of corgi or what breed or whatever. It, it's yeah. supposed to be something that means, like, they don't hunt, they don't fight for the pack, but they make, they're like, 
just the they're like the warning, right? They're they're the lookout. So if something's not right, they just bark and yell and yell and yell and yell and yell and someone else takes care of it. Yeah. So he's a very like he's a very yelly boy, but as soon as he's like I'm done yelling, he'll just like he's he's the nicest dog. Yeah. He's the and I'm not a dog person. I I yeah, but he he he's great. Dogs are great, and I think like therapy animals as a thing is a very interesting concept. Just like. How for some people it's like yeah I need like just something that I don't like I don't even want to talk about um I just want to have that I'm like yeah. yeah that like that works like I totally feel that I totally I get that I don't know thoughts yeah. no just like yeah just, I love dogs <laughs> I just every time there's a dog story on staff I'm like in the staff meeting I'm like that's my story if dog anyone story. no one else gets that story that's me. <laughs> Uh, I like all animals, and actually, a lot of people give me weird looks when I say that I like snakes. <laughs> that that that's one that I won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I I had an ex who uh, <laughs> he was like, "Here, hold this pet snake. It's my pet snake. His name's Elliot." And I was like, "Okay." And my boyfriend handed me the snake, and I was holding him, and I looked at him. And my boyfriend was like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "He's nice." And the snake started moving around. My boyfriend was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Take him back. I don't want him. I don't like the, I don't like the feeling of the thing moving around. It's just all muscle. It was." Gross. I'm not. I'm not a snake guy, and yeah. that's okay. I think I'm okay with that fact. I'm Same not... with spiders. Can't do them. Oh my! There was a spider in my room last night. <laughs> oh god! And I was eating dinner, um, and so like I just I was like eating dinner and look over and there's a spider, and I was like, I I don't deal with spiders, and I like I I've been having a rough couple of days, and I was like, I cannot deal with this right now. I ran into my sweet maid's room, who I'm fairly good friends with at this point. <laughs> I was like, there's a spider. Come get the spider. So, do like, it for me. My please. sweet maid came over and grabbed the spider, and I was like. Thank you. And she's oh, like, wow. you're good. Like with a tissue. Like it was still alive. I'm like, we <laughs> kill it, Sylvia. Kill the spider, Sylvia. That's my my, my girlfriend is like, we can, ta- we can get the spider that was in your room and take him outside. And no, I'm like, no, it's dead. I, Just, but I want to be a park ranger though. So everyone, my dad's always like, well, you're going to like, that's like part of your job is going to be dealing with animals. And I go, Mm-mm, part of my job is going to be staying away from them because we follow something called leave no trace, which means don't mess with any animals out there. Including the bugs. Right, right, right. Uh, Which is difficult for some people, yes. myself included. Yes. My sister, uh, she, we lived in the country, and so we were very used to rats and oh, snakes and spiders, All especially. Things like that, yeah. Uh, and she would just, whenever there was a spider, or we heard Amber scream because there was something, she would take her hand and spiders that i kid you not were like inside your palm yeah. yeah nope she would nope. Yep. smack it with her hand nope. pod podcast is ending early and this week <laughs> yep. Yep. rap that's a rap <laughs> no yeah i i uh spiders are what like should we if, if my girlfriend's like there's a bug in here I'll, or if anyone's like oh, there's a bug in here i go get the bug spiders i'm like yeah no and any other bug, also, I will say, I'm totally cool to, like, get a bug on, like, a napkin or something or, like, a yeah. piece of a stick or a leaf and take them outside, like, totally. But a spider, I'm like, no, you don't get that. No. You look scary, <laughs> so I'm going to kill you. Yes. Which is awful. It's probably just the most awful thing I could say. Yeah, but I mean, we probably should. It's how, that's how, that that is, like, I don't know, probably arachnophobia or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, moving on, maybe we should uh, yeah, we, we, move we can, on. Yeah, we can move from the... Uh, I think that story started with like, wow, dogs are cute. We love dogs. Therapy Dude. animals are so important. And Dude, then I was like, I want to kill spiders. <laughs> yeah. And a very violent description of that on top. <laughs> Regardless, 
uh, the staff, Ed, this week, uh, we discussed the parking lottery, which is something the SIUE Parking Services does. Uh, they basically, you know, they there's plenty of different lots on campus, plenty of different, you know, places you can park, and you have to buy permits for most of these spots. Uh, and, well, for all of them, I think. And then, you know, you get metered spots here, there, and different things of that nature. But um, there basically is a lottery they do, because there's a certain lot. I think it's the green lot, which is directly by the muck and Peck Hall, yeah. right on that side of campus. Behind Peck Hall, behind the library, over by Alumni Hall, Founders Hall, that giant, giant parking lot, which, if I'm not mistaken, is only for instructors, or there's some rule about who can buy permits. And then with the extra permits that they end up having, because it doesn't fill up the whole lot, they do a lottery. When you win, they say, congratulations, you are allowed to purchase a permit now from this lot. And then I know a couple people, uh, and this technically is just their own fault for not Mm -hmm. fully reading the email, but frankly, they made an assumption that is totally reasonable, I think, where they're like, oh, if I win the lottery, I win something. I don't win an opportunity. Yeah. I, I win a physical thing I can have. Uh, and that's basically our issue with that parking lot system is here. You both live on campus. Do either of you have cars on campus? Yes, I do. Um, well, actually, I don't, I don't know. know if you both live on campus. I just said that. but <laughs> I So I, li- I do live on campus. I live in one of the residence halls. Um and I have a yellow pass, I believe, that allows me to park in any of the residence hall parkings, mm-hmm. which is fine for me because, like, I, I walk everywhere. Yeah, um, might as well, yeah. But I have not had a car for a week and a half because it's been in the shop. I have to go pick it up tonight <laughs> after class at 10 o'clock at night. That's fun. Love being a functioning adult. And Take, also costs, taking care of business. also costs, like, four of my paychecks, so we're just going to ignore that. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't have a car, so you don't uh, even you don't even care. You're yeah. lucky. <laughs> I guess lucky is a relative, though, right? Because you probably want a car. Yeah, I I mean it would be nice, but I don't have my driver's license either. There was oh. uh, something that happened that kind of scared me away from getting it. Now that my ankle is being weird, I wish that I had one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I waited couple years after i was 16 to get mine i don't think there's any like rush my only issue i think is that i live i don't i don't live on campus i live but i was i'm from alton born and raised in alton which is like 20 minutes away so when i started going here i was like yeah i'm not gonna pay several thousand dollars yeah. to live on i'll just drive 20 minutes like a day 40 minutes because i have to come back home but yeah. i don't really mind but i mean this this kind of stuff irks me with the parking permits because i'm like i have to pay for one of those and i didn't I, for some reason, I didn't buy one this last semester. I forgot to. So I was like, well, I don't want to enter this lottery, and it's not going to be worth it. Yeah. So I'm just going to buy. I've just been using metered spots, and really? it works. If it works, it works. Yeah. It's I like Honestly, though, I'm tempted to sometimes to buy a permit just because I look at my bank account, and I'm like, that's how much money I spend on parking meters every week? Jesus. Yeah. But then again, I do the math sometimes, and I'm like, well, at this point, it wouldn't really save any money with parking. Uh, yeah. Maybe next. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I feel like, especially when I when I talk to other people who go to other universities, uh, when I, th- and I compare SIUE's parking system to theirs, it is crazy how far behind we are, just straight up. Yeah. But, so I have friends who, their parking services is like a lot cheaper, but then they also pay like, 
$900 a semester for textbooks, which I think SAE does something is are oh, like our I really like our textbook services. Yes, parking parking services needs work textbook services. Mwah, Love kiss. of my life. You Thank guys. you very much for doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Please I, continue. <laughs> uh, there, there are countless people who, you know, were younger than me in high school, went to the same high school as me, and they'll still message me and be like, hey, man, I I'm a f- just graduated from high school. I enrolled at SAOE. I know you've been going there for a couple of years. You know how much it costs, like, textbooks usually for a semester? Like, I know it'll vary, yeah. you know, major to major or whatever classes you do, but how many roughly? And I'm like, zero. None. And my friends are like, I've been saving up so much money. I'm like, that's just your money now. Yeah. You just have that money. So like, I was, oh. I'm on I'm on scholarship, which means that like I like, and then I also got like scholarships through my school. So they're like, well, save them up and use them for textbooks because I have a friend who is on a similar scholarship down in Murray, and so like all of her like extra scholarships went towards her textbooks. So now I've uh, I've got money <laughs> that I've like made because like I applied for so many scholarships in high school because um I overworked myself in high school as well. We're just not gonna talk about that. That's alright. Um. And so, like, I like I was like, so mom's my mom was like, well, you can just use it for like your housing stuff, like eventually. And I was like, yeah, that's fine, that's true. But um, I pulled out with my parents a lot. Like they were down for family, well, not really for family weekend, but they were down this past weekend. And I was like, you want to take me grocery shopping? I'm saving a lot of money on school. <laughs> and they're, they took me to Aldi. We spent twenty five bucks. I don't know why I used that card then. I was like, I should have saved that for something bigger. <laughs> like a couple hundred dollars, something. Yeah, get a big load. Yeah. Um, I think a big thing that would solve a lot of problems with parking services at SIUE and with SIUE, this is something that uh, might be a recurring topic on the podcast. We'll see. Me and uh, opinion editor Emily Stritzinger, currently editing this and probably listening to it back. Love you to death. Thank you. Uh, I am so sorry. So just in general, yeah, about a lot of the stuff. <laughs> Regardless, uh, Emily, when she was on, what was it? Oh, what was I? What was I? Oh, yes. We talked... I think this was Emily, at least. This might have been an episode when we had other people. Might have been... Oh, I'm pretty sure it was Emily. Yes, it was Emily. Okay. Sorry, I'm not even got, getting to the point yet. Jeez. I can feel her insulted. <laughs> you don't we, even know if that yeah, was me. We, we were talking about SIUE's campus being more accessible and more... Yes. Because we were discussing students with disabilities and things like that. But that really just brought me back around to SIUE's campus is too spread out as well. Like, obviously, there's mm-hmm. issues with... You know, too many stairs, not enough elevators, not enough accessible places for people with disabilities. But on top of that, just ev- like we we are one of the largest campuses in Illinois, mm-hmm. which doesn't really make sense because we're not one of the largest student bodies in Illinois. We just are so spread out for no particular reason. Yeah, I think if SAOE is more condensed, and on top of that, if we were in the city of Edwardsville, which is I, I listen, this really shows how much I want this because I hate Edwardsville with a passion. I don't care if if I get taken <laughs> off this podcast because of saying that. I won't because I don't think that would be allowed or illegal. But um, I, I'm an Alton man at heart, and I only go into Edwardsville for the Tivoli, the Coldstone, and for this college. That's it. <laughs> I, I despise this town. But regardless, that shows how much this means to me. If I want this college to be actually in the town, like that would solve so many problems. There's so many people I go and visit at college. Well, really, just my, I visit my girlfriend at college. And her... <laughs> University is just like bam in the middle of a city block. And did and where it, she go? Uh, Illinois State University yeah. in Normal. That's where my sister goes as well. Mm-hmm. And like that's where I, Emily is originally from. Yes. So there we go, all three of us. Yeah. Um, and so like I I do agree with that. Like it is very weird that Edwards like SIUE is so separate from Edwardsville, but 
I'm not gonna lie. That is one of. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. I never toured any colleges when I was choosing my. I mainly right. was like, who's gonna give me the most amount of money? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, but no, when I came down here, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Like my closest neighbor was a mile away, and I would like walk to their house when I was like working. Um, so like for me, like living on campus doesn't feel too far. Like I'm living at home because like it is a bit a ways away. I will say I do not like how far some of the dorms are from main campus because once you get on the quad, everything's pretty center on the quad. The quad is well made, but the rest of it is just so like like we like me and Alex went to the police station the other week, and (laughs) they're like they're like, "Do you have a car?" And I was like, "Yeah, but my brakes are real jank." And they're like, "Well, we're gonna have to drive." And I was like, "What do you mean we have to drive to the police station?" It is down a road that leads nowhere. Yeah, and like. Like the police stations back there, the museum warehouses back there, even the firehouse is like way off campus. I do believe we, we have a. Aren't there multiple firehouses? I know there's one that if you come in. There's one by Outdoor Rack. Th- yeah. There's a couple. But yeah. Yeah, they, they are. That one's pretty far out. That one back that way. Which by is. The police department. Yeah. Mm. I'm very. I'm an able bodied person, but like. Like. Sometimes that very slow incline from Bluff to the quad just <laughs> kills you at like nine o'clock at night when you're having to like get to class, like or not nine o'clock at night, like seven home. o'clock at night. And I'm like, I just wish that like I'm so glad I don't live in like Woodland or Prairie because they have that awful hill right there. And I'm like, that oh is yeah, not me. Mm-mm, I'm in. Yeah, but it is. That is something I find frustrating is the accessibility because, like, I like I know people, like, my grandparents, like, they want to come down and visit me. And I'm like, okay, like, we're just going to, like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm half tempted to tell them, like, just come park in the muck and pay there. And then that way you don't have to walk from my dorm all the way to the thing. Because, like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not. I believe Emily said when she was on here discussing this that there is a professor in the mass communications department who uses a wheelchair uh and she like for some reason the elevator's been down in yes. Dunham Hall and her classes were in the basement and she was like yeah I can't get I, to class I, I believe there was another she, they like let her use the freight elevator or something or I don't I don't know exactly what they did to deal with that but that is one of many examples of that issue on campus I guess I don't yeah. know yeah um, I will say we do um, after going to the conference, I was talking to another reporter who was deaf, and she had a sign language interpreter um, during the conference. But um, I will say that I have one of my one of my 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 roommate is um, hard of hearing, not completely deaf, but hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and access has done so much for her. She's allowed to record every single one of her class. She has a note taker, like she has like three or four note takers in a lot of her classes. Um, she her professors will send her notes and like i will say like access does do a lot but they can't do a lot for the infrastructure of siue the the logistics of this college and the infrastructure of it is not accessible the actual curriculum and education is completely accessible and access does a wonderful wonderful yes Yes. i think that that's something i've heard plenty of times from friends i have who need that or just just from people in general but they're like god access is so useful they're so good at what they do it's 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 a really good resource, and I'm glad we have it. Yes. Unfortunately, <clears throat> they can't do anything for the hill outside of Prairie Yes, exactly. Hall. I am so <laughs> sorry for any wheelchair-bound people yes. who have to go down that hill. 
Ugh, yeah. They 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 cannot level the entire campus down, but they can help us in our classes level. Yes. <clears throat> I mean, they Not could, perfect. but that wouldn't do anything for the nature conservatory. So. Yes, yes, there's that as that well. That is another thing is we are on a nature conservatory, <laughs> so we do, like, SIUE does have to be careful with where and how we build. This, this is a bit it's of a point. tangent, but isn't, I think, ISU, the college we were just talking about, there's something with the trees there, right, on campus, the Arboretum or something? Yes. Like, it's some tree, conser- like, they have so many different types of trees yes, on campus? Yes, it's it's. I'm it's only asking you like because that. you are, like, the on staff, like, yeah, you know the trees, you know the nature stuff. Yeah, 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 that's me. Um, Yes, there is something like that, and it's something, like, they have, like, one of, like, the largest variety of trees on a college campus in a city. Like, that's the difference is, like, They've intentionally made that a part of their campus. Because, like, you have From I. the Illinois State University website. Ooh. Illinois State University's Fell Arboretum was granted status in 1995 by the International Society of Agriculture and consists of a 490-acre established... Consists of a 490-acre site established with thousands of trees representing over 154 species. Yep. So that's, so like, 155. It's Sorry. not. It's not uh, two thousand six hundred acres, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah. That that's yes. We we are in we're on an insane amount of acres. Also, but, I guess just um a, a good sort of transition into the last kind of part of the podcast. We're not quite into the final section yet. Um, if you, either of you had anything else you wanted to say, no. But um, before we do, since we're talking about campus, and you two are obviously fairly new to campus, considering you're both, you know, freshmen just moved on. Um, how do you feel about that classic thing that all, I think, SIUE students, staff, faculty, administration, everyone can kind of discuss and understand. Uh, the geese and the deer. Any experiences with them as of yet? F you. Just to them. <laughs> uh. See, everyone, I, I grew up on a farm. My mm-hmm. mom loves birds. We have, we have chickens and ducks, but we also have geese. So I have had to, like, take geese like goose eggs away from geese because like oh, they haven't hatched. Oh my goodness! Um, you know the scene in Jurassic Park where Chris Pratt is like like <laughs> with the Velociraptors trying to, <laughs> to tame them. No, um, my mom took a picture of me doing it, and I was like, I look like Chris Pratt. Like not like look like Chris Pratt, but I was like in that scene. Like in like... that scene because like you we were holding up like a fence, like um a piece of fence to like keep them back, and then like we were like grabbing them. So, like, geese don't scare me as much as they scare other students. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I was walking to class one day, and um, I was walking between, I was walking by Science West and Science East, um, and I was going up those stairs there, which, um, and, like, there was, like, maybe 10 geese kind of, like, standing in front of the stairs, and this girl was stopped, and she was talking on the phone. She's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to get by. Like, I have class in 15 minutes. And so, like, I was, like, minding my own business. I was walking by, and she goes, wait, there's a girl walking. I'm just going to follow real close. And I was like, yeah, you can follow me. She's like, you're so brave. And I'm like, no, I just grew up with them. Like, I know where to hit them if they attack me. <laughs> but then, like, uh, like, also on the deer, like, I used to go on runs outside my house. Um, and I lived in a very hilly area. So, like, you would go up a hill, and, like, at the top there would be, like, five deer. And I'm like, oh, boy. And I'm like, sometimes I felt like a Disney princess when I was going on my <laughs> runs. And, like, that's been, like, kind of a fun thing about um, SIUE is, like, I, it's been really fun to watch the Chicagoland kids be like, there was a deer outside. It's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, there are deer. I mean, as I, I don't know if everyone agrees, I think once you hit a deer, you have a strong, strong aversion to yeah. them. But right now, me personally, I'm like, the geese, 
hate them. I just try and avoid them. I know that if I step <laughs> to them, they step to me. But if neither of us make a move. It yeah. should be like We're a neutral good. party. I could just walk by, don't react. They don't do nothing. The deer love them. Oh yeah. The deer. It's it's like I'll see a goose and I'm like, ah, damn I, it, I gotta I, walk. But if I see a deer, I'm yeah. like. Oh my goodness! It's so pretty. Um, another thing is the raccoon on campus. There's a cu- there's there's a couple family oh. of raccoons on campus. Oh. So there's one that lives behind Bluff, and there's a family, and they've actually made a path like that you can see in the grass and the dirt. But not only the grass and the dirt, they've worn down the concrete goodness. that they used so many times because it goes from the forest to the dumpsters. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but then also um, next to the engineering building. Behind, like where there, there's a family of cats and raccoons that live together, and I see them every night when I walk back, and they just hang out underneath a car that sits out there, and it is magical. And I think everyone on campus needs to see these cats and these raccoons; mm-hmm. they're so cute. So shout out to the cats and raccoons for making my night every Tuesday and mm-hmm. Thursday. <laughs> and <clears throat> more shout outs if they actually listen to this. Yeah. yeah. If they, oh man. If we, God, that's. I don't know about you guys, but that's why I host this show. I want, I just want like a cat to listen to yeah. it. <laughs> that's like the dream demographic that I'm playing to. Next week's episode is all about tuna. I just really <laughs> want a cat on the show. <laughs> if it was allowed, I'd bring the stray cat that I mentioned earlier, Toby. I'd bring him in. Smuggle I would, I would just, just sit him here, and then he would just be like, just sitting. He'd just be yeah. here. I joked, so I'm on, I work, I'm in the HSA and we have a garden and we have a gopher right now that has been just destroying our garden. So drive this before all. So I said HSA just needs to get a family dog and then there's like, there's like, there's like, there's probably like 75 super active members in HSA. There's 300 of us total. So there's a lot. And I'm like, there's plenty of us to take care of a dog. And they're like, well, what would the dog do? I'm like, well, at night the dog would go hang out at the garden and keep away the gophers. And during the day we would have a dog. Let's get a dog. <laughs> and they were like, mm, maybe not. And I was like, I'm getting a dog. <laughs> so I want to get a pet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, bad. I don't know. I have to live on campus the next four years because that's what my scholarship says. Uh, so yeah. it's fine. Mm-hmm. I I won't be getting a dog for four years, but uh, it's okay. Get ready after, yeah. Yeah. A therapy animal would be so nice for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess as we move sort of closer to the end, this isn't obsessions just quite yet, but uh, any Halloween plans, just because that's next week? Any sort of tradition-y things? This kind of uh, slides into a story that I'll be, we'll be doing next. Caitlin, you're doing that story, right, about Halloween? Uh, yes. <clears throat> Halloween traditions on campus. We should have a poll on our social media up, thanks to Nicole, who is our social media manager, doing great, doing God's work. Uh, there will be if you want to check that out if you're listening to this about <clears throat> if you still dress up for Halloween as a college student so I point that to you too do you guys still do costumes for Halloween yep um that, so yeah <laughs> same also good um I grew up in a this a weirdly conservative family we are like conservative hippies like so like we did like we're we're like Christians, but at the same time, like we ferment all of our own food, and my dad makes like apple wine and like peach wine in our house. So like, that's fun. It's a very interesting mix. So like, we like, we're not we're not Halloween fans at all in our house. Just kind of never have been. But um, I'm a history major, so any chance I have to dress up as awesome female people in history, I'm like, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. But um, no, I think I'm gonna go home next weekend, and we normally do a kind of a bonfire. And we invite all the local neighbor kids. So just 
mainly kids that I've nannied over the past three years. Right. Yeah. Um, because I was a, I was I was a nanny for a couple summers, um, and so I'm really just excited to go home and see my kids. Not my mm. kids, of course, but like when you were, when you're a nanny and you work with kids for 45 hours, 60 hours a week, <laughs> you call them your kids at that point because like yeah, might as well leave. might as well. Um, so I'm excited and bonfires, and I'll go see my grandparents and my parents and maybe my sisters if they come home as well because they're they're older. But um, mm-hmm. brother, my brother, I haven't been able to do that since I've moved to college, and man, I miss it. <laughs> He's yeah. a sixteen-year-old. He needs his older sisters to bother him. <laughs> of course. Uh, any? Uh, what? Uh, do you, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh my goodness. Uh, Caitlin, you said you dress up. Uh, still, yeah. Or you want to at least? I guess. I guess it's weird to ask a freshman if you dress up for Halloween as a college student because they're like, "Well, I haven't yet. <laughs> I will yeah. in a couple weeks." I have made sure to because Halloween is like one of my favorite holidays, second only to New Year's Eve. But really? I oh, I love New Year's. <laughs> it's all about. Uh, the turnover, everything changes. It changes and make it imp- self improvement. I'm like, I love that. But regardless, <laughs> Halloween being my favorite uh, holiday uh, or second favorite, that is. Um, yeah, uh, I since I live at home still with my mom and my dad, and my siblings, uh, and also that's a it's a good way to still be able to bother mm-hmm. them. They're still in high school. Yep. Apparently, they're having a Halloween bonfire, so I'm just gonna be there. I'm gonna be like, all right, bunch of high school kids. I don't know what to do. Oh, no, yeah, that's that's the <laughs> yeah. Go but, home um, and bother your mm-hmm. little siblings. The best part. Yeah. But um, so I and I live in a pretty like populated neighborhood in like Uptown Alton. So I will still like dress up for like the kids that come by and be like, <laughs> "What are you? Wow!" And like give them the, oh, you know give them the candy. I never got to do that. Oh, and yeah. I was honestly like. That was one of the things when I came to college. It's like, maybe I get a hit out candy. And I was like, no, you don't get a hit out candy. Everyone else you live with is a college student. Right. Mm. But um, I wish, I wish I could have handed out candy. That was just, mm-hmm. but that's like something I get to look forward to, like as an adult. It's like. Seeing all the hand, cute little kids yeah, cute little out candy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, actually, the final, I think, two years of my grandma Chris's life, I would hand out uh, candy at her door because she couldn't really move mm. very much so uh we would we had all always gone to her house and then taking the kids trick-or-treating and right. uh she had homemade popcorn balls that everyone Ooh. in town it's went best, crazy over best house oh. and uh, they are sorely they are sorely missed by everyone oh gosh yeah. and uh that she like I don't really know what we're gonna do this year. I forgot what we did last year because last year was, uh, but pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, and then like she died, and then a lot of other things happened, mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't know what really we're gonna do this year. But yeah, I did get the opportunity to hand out candy for at least a couple, a couple years, years before. Yeah. I'm excited because this is the first year I've actually been in a relationship on Halloween, so I can do the like couples costume thing. I'm like. Yes. Oh, oh oogies. You were you the one who said something about newsies the other day in the work? <gasps> oh yeah, and we I were was, talking about Halloween. Costumes. I was like, yes, I should dress as a newsie. I don't, I don't dress up for Halloween, and I was like, yeah, newsie. I was like, that's, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, no, that's that's not what we're doing. But I, for some reason, I think someone said being a newsie for Halloween would be funny. And I yeah, said I think that was, I think that was, I, I think that was me. I love that play. <laughs> yes, oh. I think like the yeah. history behind it, I love too because. That's Those us. Were the news. Really brave. 
kids. Also, I just want to shout out this lifestyles page is so good. Look at you go. Oh man, there was a yeah that took a long because okay so when that was as a minor tangent uh, this is probably one of the last things of the podcast I made that page completely different and it took you know a long time to get it through production like the copy editors were a little busy Wednesday so it took a while for them to read it so I didn't get it back until real late and also when I got it back Alex was like hey what if you did that thing at the bottom with the flowers yeah. wouldn't that be cool and I'm like. No, <laughs> you're right. That would no, you're right. That would look really, really good. Now I have to redo the whole page, and then I did. And this is the I think this since I've been lifestyles editor since like the beginning of the summer. This is the uh, unfortunately I believe this was the first week we almost missed deadline, <laughs> where yep. we had to like email the guy who does the printing, which is missing deadline sounds scary. It's just annoying for the printer and yeah. makes us feel bad. So there's no giant repercussions, but it just feels bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is the first week that Alex had to be like. Hey, Mark, we're going to be a little <laughs> late this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah, okay. We, we, it was... we got it done. It looks good, and I'm, I'm proud of the end result. Because I check, I keep, I'd like check page proofs because, like, especially like this one, like a lot of my stories were in it. So I was like, well, I'm going to check, like, see if, like, I need to update any, any, any information because I wrote some of these a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, the lifestyles one is still not up yet. I was like, I don't know what he's doing for yes. that one. <laughs> and I was yes. like, it's fine. I'm, I trust them. <laughs> I got it figured out. It yes. takes some time. You know what? Uh, and also, I'm also proud, proud of uh, this is the, if 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 we still had more time in the podcast, or if I felt it was, you know, if if we had more time in the podcast, I would have talked about it. But Emily, a few weeks ago, did that Halloween mm-hmm. playlist, which is also a concept of things that we used to do very often. Uh, headphone jacks, where it's like themed playlist around something yeah. coming around this time. That was something that I thought was really cool that we used to do, and I don't know why as Lifestyles Editor, I haven't kept that up. Yeah, Emily like, did that one. Uh, lovely, some Halloween music. Check it out. It's on our Spotify. Check it out. It's an article in the paper. As we move into the end of the episode here, uh, we are going to discuss our obsessions, in case you don't know, uh, because I realize I have not explained this <laughs> once as the host of this show, but... John explained it after ev- at the end of every single episode because that made sense to you. John was the previous host. Uh, and it makes sense to explain everything in every episode because what if it's someone's first episode, you know? So I realize I should probably explain this from now on. So that being said, Obsessions is the way we end the podcast out. This week, it's not really an issue of how we end it because I feel like we've had a pretty lighthearted, nice conversation. But uh, as Francesca can attest, sometimes we talk about more heavy stuff. So it's a little harder to just kind of end it. So, in order to remedy that every week, we like to just talk about things that are keeping us interested, thinking things that are reducing our stress, things that we're interested in, things that we're looking at, movies, TV shows, books, video games, oh, songs, nice. albums, anything like that, that you've been checking out. So, uh, Francesca, you got something you've been doing recently? Um, why don't we go to Caitlin? Caitlin, you <laughs> <laughs> think real quick. And if you're not ready, I can go. Uh, I've been reading a lot of books and watching a lot of movies and... Uh, any in particular you want to shout out? Oh, so many. <laughs> uh, like this, these last couple of years, especially, like movies and books and shows have been like an escape. Mm-hmm, uh, definitely. That's a mood. And so I've been reading all kinds of books like. Uh, graphic novels. I read the Avatar graphic novels. Not all of them, because the, uh, Lord, there are so many. The Nickelodeon, the animated show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, 
I've also read some mangas, and I've read uh, A Dog's Purpose, which was not a good idea while grieving. And oh. uh, <laughs> oh. uh, and I've watched a lot of movies, and uh, my favorite show is Fairy Tale, and I've been watching that over and over and over <laughs> again. Uh, and uh, one movie that I've been kind of obsessed with recently, actually, was Venom, because that's the, funny. Uh, because the sequel came out pretty recently, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. With Tom Hardy, yeah. I wanted to check that out, because I am not... I, I'm a DC boy. I do not know Marvel heroes at all. <laughs> so I have not been keeping up with the movies that much. Like, DC Comics. Like, uh, it's Mm-mm. the Justice League versus the Avengers. Yeah, I know. I don't know the Avengers at all. I know the Justice League very well. Uh, but the only Marvel superhero that I know well, that I've been watching all the movies, is Spider-Man. And yes. Venom is a Spider-Man character. So uh-huh. I didn't see the Tom Hardy Venom, though. I feel like I should. Uh, it's pretty good. I was raised on, like old Tobey D- Maguire. Uh, I was raised on uh, DC both DC both and Marvel, and so, like, there are characters that I like from both. Marvel is personally my favorite, but mm. I will watch DC like shows and stuff. I just know absolutely nothing about Marvel characters, and now I'm like, man, I've, I've backed the wrong horse. I think based on which one's a bigger <laughs> pop culture phenomenon right now. Um, as for my obsession uh, this week. We're getting close to Halloween. I love I love the scary stuff. I love horror. Probably next week my obsession is just going to be me talking about horror movies, even though me and Emily already did a whole episode on horror movies of this podcast because I was excited um, when the Candyman remake came out, which you should see. Pretty great. Uh, but I'm going to hold off about talking about movies. I'm going to talk about scary books because I love horror books as well. And my favorite author of all time, Stephen King. Yes. What a guy. Although I do have issues with people calling him a horror writer because, yes, he wrote like The Shining and Salem's Lot and Carrie and all these scary books. He also wrote like The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption. And he also wrote like The Stand and The Long Walk, which are like post-apocalyptic dystopian novels. But then he also did like fantasy and wrote the Dark Tower series. He does everything. He also, he, he, he's like amazing. But um, <laughs> Salem's Lot is my favorite book by him. It is his best book. I love it. I'm trying to read all of his books. I've read about nine or ten of them so far, which is an eighth. <laughs> almost not an eighth because he's still alive and still releasing books. He's almost released 90, so it won't be an eighth. Yeah. It's insane. But, um, yes, Salem's Lot is my favorite book by him. Uh, for a little background, his first. Do, you, do either of you know what the first book he ever put out was? No. Carrie. He immediately had, like, a giant really? hit. Yes, he opened with Carrie. The only reason he... How impressive. <laughs> yes, because uh, he was, ba- and also he wrote that book because he was like, God, sex education is so far behind <laughs> in the 70s when he wrote that, and it still <laughs> is. Uh, and he was like, what if, and then that's where he came up with the idea for the novel, and then it gets published. Uh, does anyone know what his next two books he put out were? No. <laughs> uh, I only remember this because it's insane. He had three giant hits out the gate. He did Carrie, Salem's Lot, which wasn't as big, but is still amazing. And then The Shining. Okay. Those are like the first three books he put out. And then he started putting out crazy, awful ones in the 80s. And I've read one of those. Uh, if you're going to read Stephen King, read either The Shining, read like one of his more serious, dr- not serious, they're all serious. Uh, read something uh, of his prison stories if you like that. Read his dystopian stuff if you want. Read fantasy. If you want to read horror, read either The Shining because it's so good or read Salem's Lot because it's his best. It's... Uh, the book that made me like oh vampires can be scary wow <laughs> holy holy cow vampires can be scary it's amazing uh and then the other thing i want to shout out uh 
I am not. I recently got into graphic novels. Didn't know anything about. Didn't didn't read any of them. Didn't read much of it. But uh, I've been reading Junji Ito, who is a Japanese manga horror writer. Um, Uzumaki was the first one of his I read. Read it a while ago. All about this Lovecraftian, like just the shape of a spiral, just driving everyone insane. And every chapter is just Junji Ito being like, "Hmm, oh hey, there's a place that like we see a spiral in every day and every like you know, how can I make that?" scary how can i make that <laughs> weird and i love it uh and i'm currently reading censor which is one of his more recent books it's the second book of his i'm reading i'm only about halfway through uh the protagonist is a reporter and he looks a little like me if oh. if i was a junji ito character and i'm like that's fun and then it gets scary and i'm like this is less fun now yeah <laughs> but yes uh check out junji ito check out stephen king love those writers francesca um mine would have to be at this point bryce vine um, I just, I pull a lot of really light lights or even all nighters because, um, I work best late at night for some reason. It's just like no one else is awake. Like I have, I just put my headphones on and I work. Um, but like, I don't know. His music is just always like, it, like it never applies to me because like, I just no interest in what he's singing about, but, um, it just is really good, like, study music, because it's not classical, but it still has a very, like, smooth beat, which, like, I I just love. Um, I think every artist hates it when they get asked this question, or any fan of any musician hates it when they get the question, but, uh, it's like, what type of music? Well, like, a genre. What? Uh, I said everyone hates it when they oh, get yeah. asked this, but, like, what genre? How would you describe it? Oh. Just for the almost like lovely in- listeners. Almost like indie pop, because, like, I right. don't listen to a ton of pop music. I listen to a lot of indie music. Mm-hmm. The Wombats, Young the Giant, um, people like, artists like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, like, Kill the Director right now is kind of like one that's been trending on TikTok. It's the, by the Wombats, and I just... To me, it's like, no, that, that song's been out for like seven years. Why are you liking it now? That was my thing. <laughs> I forget the band, but I have a friend who really likes this band. And they were like relatively popular in the yeah. 90s, but they're not anymore. And then some random garbage B-side from some album got on some TikTok and then they blew up. And now they're like, well, I guess when we play shows from now on, we have to play that song because yeah. it's got like 400 million hits on Spotify for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I really like indie bands. Um just because, like, they don't always write love songs, and I, I don't enjoy love songs. Like, that's not the same thing I will, I relate to. So why would I listen to those? So indie normally writes about kind of just like what the world or like even platonic relationships. Where I'm like, yeah, shout out platonic relationships. Those are great. Um, so yeah, shout out to indie bands and Bryce Vine in particular at the moment. Thanks for getting me through my 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. situations where I uh, forget to write stories throughout the week, and then they're due at 9 a.m. Appreciate it. Right. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for us here at the Alessa Laughter Hours. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook at the Alesta Live or at Alesta Live or at the Alestal. I usually have those up so I can read them, but I don't right now. Uh, and of course, if you liked or are interested in any of the topics or stories we discussed today, you can find them all in print around campus or online at www.alestalive.com. We'll be back at you again next week. Thank you again, and we will see you.